Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Driving in today, I saw in my neighborhood a couple of iguanas by one of the canals. Yes. And it got me thinking about what we were discussing yesterday. Do people in Florida have iguana on the Thanksgiving table? It wouldn't surprise like they me. Have to, they, like, there have to be some people, right? As, as unfortunately, I'd say in the more lower economic part of Florida, for sure. Yeah, or uh, if you just are sort of a straight-up redneck, a proud, proud South Florida redneck. And that's why we said if it was going to happen in Palm Beach County, like Loxahatchee would be my first assumption of where there's iguana on the Thanksgiving table. Yeah, and then we got a call in from a Loxahatchee resident. We got bamboozled. Who said he's never had it before. Yeah, we got bamboozled. He's a liar. I still I still think Loxahatchee, per capita, has the most iguana on the table. I feel like once you go west of Probably. Probably. Again, I saw someone on my Facebook feed who went iguana hunting last weekend and proudly displaying like 30 to 40 iguanas. That they kill. Well, they're invasive species. I know. Yesterday. Kill more. Yesterday, Stone said they're in danger. Nope. What did you? Got them mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) Got them them mixed up. (laughs) Got them mixed up. It happens. What you won't mix up is how to get to the heat game. Because there's only one way. There's only one way. It's not driving. That's right. It's on the train. That big yellow train, it's coming your way. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Of course, I'm talking about that buzzer beater train. Buzzer beater train gets you to to the heat arena. (laughs) 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 To the heat arena. Where the heat play basketball. Where the heat play, the heat's home. (laughs) (laughs) It'll get you to Miami Central Station. You walk the two blocks to the heat's home. (laughs) And you see the heat. Whether they're injured or full strength, enjoy your time, be around a winning organization, franchise, and then you head back to the bright line of Miami Central Station, one of three buzzer beater trains after the final horn at the Heat's home. Brightline.com, the free Brightline app, that premium seating, like for me, the premium seating is the single best bang for your buck mode of transportation on the planet. Like... You've got guys like Bezos and Richard Branson shooting themselves into space. You know what expensive that is? And where are you traveling to? The edges of the stratosphere and then you're coming back down? You didn't go anywhere. Just take the bright line. Take the bright line to see the heat. You're going somewhere and you're coming back. I don't think they have, if you're doing the premium seating on Brightline, the drinks, the complimentary drinks, the complimentary snacks. There certainly isn't an outstanding premium lounge when you're shooting yourself to the stratosphere (laughs) no way brightline go brightline.com the free brightline app it's how i get to the heat it's how you should get to the heat that buzzer beater train brightline go brightline.com and the free brightline app stone where am i going we got scott in jupiter scott is in jupiter what's up scott hey ken happy uh thanksgiving happy thanksgiving buddy Hey, you've never had 
any uh, chicken, uh, what do they call it, the uh, chicken of the trees? You've never had that in a burrito? <laughs> I have never had the chicken of the trees, <laughs> well as they said. call them. You're right. I have seen some chicken of the trees that have gotten cold and have fallen out of said tree, and then they're a chicken of the sidewalk, um, but I have never had them. What, what do they, do they taste like chicken? Are they good? Oh, it's delicious, especially with that, uh, uh, I'd have to ask Jeanette how to pronounce it, but the mojo or the, the mojo sauce. The oh mojo, my yeah. God. Stone, that's, uh, Scott, we were talking about mojo earlier, and that's where Stone went wrong. We, he, we, we got him a bottle because Jeanette and I swear by mojo, and he got it a bottle, uh, and he put it on a chicken breast. He didn't put it on iguana. <laughs> that's where he went uh, wrong. Delicious. Oh, Scott, delicious. that's a good call. All right, I'm sort of talking myself into this. I appreciate the call, Scott. I appreciate the call. I'm kind of shocked you've never had iguana. Why? It's Why? it's pretty. It's a fairly popular meat. Have you been to Central, Central uh, America? Yeah, but I haven't eaten iguana. I don't know. Sean, have you had iguana? I have not. Oh, yeah, it's good. Ha- you've had iguana? Yes. Hmm. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. I had no idea that people well, actually. Well, I had it in Belize and Honduras, so a different part of the world. But it's good. It's All right. Chicken. Well, I'll give it a go then. I'll I'm give it a go. I'm surprised that most people haven't had it before. Interesting. Have you eaten iguana? Do you regularly eat iguana? Do you catch your own iguana and then eat them? 888-760-3776. I've learned a lot. I've lived down here for, what, it's 2007, it's 2022, I, 15, almost 16 years. And I've learned a bunch over the last couple of days about South Florida. Can, oh, wow, your voice just went bye-bye. But I want to <laughs> clarify that my family, I don't chase iguanas and eat them. Right. The you just want to clarify that. All right, I you just, just chase the chickens. Them. You don't kill the chickens. You don't butcher them. You just chase them in the yard, and you eat iguana, but you don't catch your own iguana. No. I would not be able to bring myself to kill an iguana, I don't think. I had one as a pet. Yeah, see, my wife did too, and part of that is like she's like, oh, I used to. She lived in Venezuela. Like, oh, I used to feed them tomatoes, and they were cute. And she snuck one in a bag on a plane trip over to Miami, and like, <laughs> and so so for me, I kind of know, like you, or I, I get the sense I know iguanas on a personal basis. Like, I eat them, but I need it killed for me. I've been a part of an iguana killing or a hunt. I really? guess you could say. Yeah, you were well, on an iguana hunt. Well, I mean, <laughs> sure, I was in the Keys, and I was with somebody who ended up. Yeah, taking the life of an iguana, and it was really hard to watch. Like with a car, or did did you shoot it? I mean, I don't don't want to get into the details, but it was really hard because it's the size of a dog. It's like a pet. It's like you're looking at this thing lifeless, but now they want you to kill them. Obviously, you can make money, you can eat them, all this and that, but... How did you do it? I agree. It's not. It wasn't fun. Why don't you just own up to how how you're? How, did, how did you murder this animal? That was really messed up. I, I because the like way to... Stone is describing it, it sounds like they like bludgeoned it over the head or something. <laughs> well, what if that's what happened? Mm-hmm. What that's if what that's I what thought. happened from a distance? Oh. That's what I thought. From a distance, from a long range distance. So you threw a rock, and uh, I wasn't the one who threw the okay. rock, but it was a rock, and it was a good twenty yards. That's and an impressive throw, to be honest. It was way it's too... One, it sounds like a D1 quarterback would do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, somebody in my family was a Division One quarterback as well, and it ended up happening like that, and we had to take it. Yeah, it was really messed up, man. It's the size of a dog. It's like a dog. It's like you got to... Yeah, like, iguanas do, are big. I've seen them. You got to do something with this dead body. Like, we didn't want to make money. We didn't want to eat it. Like, we had to, you know, dispose of it. But Scott's tip to have iguana with moho... That's turned me. That's turned me. If Moho's involved, you know what? I'm probably at least thinking about it. Listen, that's what my mommy always said. If it's good, don't ask questions. (laughs) That is wise advice, actually. Um, All right. You know what's not good? Zach Wilson. 
And Zach Wilson is no longer starting for the New York Jets. If we could, let's just detail the saga of Zach Wilson, who threw for, count him, negative 21 yards in the second half against the Patriots on Sunday. He overthrew Braxton Berrios in the flat by, what, nine yards? Sure. It was about Minimum. a four-and-a-half-yard pass that went nine yards over the head of Braxton Berrios. Uh, this is then a Zach Wilson who went to the podium after his dismal display against the New England Patriots in a 10-3 loss on Sunday and was asked the simplest question in press conference history. Zach, do you take responsibility for this? And his response was stunning. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. 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 Do you feel like you should take responsibility? Do you feel you take responsibility? The offense takes responsibility for only putting up three points? No. No. That was the biggest layup in press conference history. Yes. And somehow, some way, Zach Wilson got to the rim and rolled it off the front of the iron. I'm I not mean, sure he even hit the iron. Uh, he, might, he, he might have airballed a layup. <laughs> he might have airballed a layup. I mean, it is the most unconscionable response I can remember in NFL history to anything. Of course, that's what led Robert Sala to disagree with Zach Wilson uh, later in the press conference by calling the offense dog bleep. Dog bleep. That drove it home. That drove the message home. Robert Sala called his offense dog bleep. But don't worry, Zach. No. No. We're not responsible for this awful loss that we had to the Patriots, even though we did absolutely nothing. So then, yesterday, Robert Sala heads to the podium, and Robert Sala, well, he wasn't ready to commit to Zach Wilson as his starting quarterback. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything. Not right now. Not right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then today, Robert Sala made the call. Zach Wilson is not the starting quarterback. Not only that, he's not even the backup quarterback. He's the third-string quarterback, and he will be inactive Sunday when the Jets take on the Bears. But listen closely. Listen closely. I want you to hear Robert Sala detail the initial reaction of Zach Wilson after he made the announcement that Zach Wilson was no longer the starter. This is some frustration. What was Zach's reaction when he gave him the news? Uh, what you would expect from a player that, you know, he's, um, he's, he's not ready for the, or not, not that he's not ready, but it's like, why, why now? Why me? I want to play. And, Stop know, it right there. But you expect that. Why me? Why me? I want to play. If that's indeed Zach Wilson's immediate reaction to being told that he's no longer the starter, has this guy learned anything over the last 72 hours? You mean to tell me that after he denied taking responsibility, a part of why, a major part of why the Jets lost on Sunday, after all the reports about how his locker room wasn't happy with him, his head coach, completely, completely going the other direction on how he described the offense and its contributions, calling it dog bleep, to his coach yesterday unwilling to commit to him. Hell, throwing negative 21 yards in the second half, having one good quarter this entire year. 
missing the most basic reads. And his reaction to Robert Sala is going to be, why me? I want to play. How immature is this guy? I mean, Jeanette, this is an NFL quarterback. And this is a guy who I fear doesn't get it. And he comes off as bratty and privileged Mm -hmm. and completely incapable of leading a team, let alone existing in a locker room. Yeah, he definitely seems petty. He didn't have to go straight no like that. If you want the respect of your team that's not and your coach, that's not the way to kind of handle it. Not at all. I wonder, I wonder, Stone, if he would have said what you answered on Monday during the show, the way that an actual quarterback, an actual leader would have answered it, the way you answered it at Stormhouse Brewing, when yeah. I posed to you the same question that Zach Wilson got and you role-played as Zach Wilson, if he answered it the same way you did, which was, oh, I take all the responsibility. This was a terrible performance. I have got to be better. We're going to get back. We're going to fix this. The defense was exceptional. What a great performance, a winning performance by them, and we have got to get better on our side of the ball. I personally need to get better. If he had answered it like that, you know, like someone with a brain, would he be starting against the Bears Sunday? Yeah, the answer is yes, and I think we all would agree. And he's going to get a real taste of, God, I want to say 2022 fandom, but this is the direction we're going where he's going to get humbled by this crowd when Mike White throws his first touchdown, when he throws his first completion. And I would argue Mike White's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. I think you could. At least based on what you've seen. Sure, and, and it has been a small sample size for both, but for Mike it's been a little smaller. But when this guy throws his first touchdown, my life is going to go absolutely insane. When he throws his first third down conversion, this place is going to go absolutely insane. And I think that with what Mike Tannenbaum said, right, he's a third-string quarterback, like everybody in that stadium agrees with that call, and they're going to be happy Mike White is their starting quarterback Sunday. It just feels like, Jeanette, and this isn't just sports, but if someone in your life, right, in your life, whether it is circle of friends, whether it's family, whether it's coworkers slash teammates, what does that make you think of someone when they're constantly deflecting or they are unwilling to accept responsibility, especially when you know that that person was in the wrong and it, it, it they, they fight it and fight it and fight it? What does that make you feel about that person? That person is not somebody I have in my life, yeah. period. Yep. Unfortunately, you're forced to be with Wilson. He is the quarterback of a team, but... Right. Personally, in my life, bye. See, and this is what you brought up is perfect because it's not as simple as in the real life. You can, in a lot of circumstances, just say, well, see ya. I don't want to be a part of that. That's toxic. But you're the second overall pick yep. in an NFL draft. You're a quarterback on that team. And what you say is correct, and that's what makes it extremely uncomfortable and awkward for the Jets right now because you have a guy, nobody on that team believes in him. It's clear the coach doesn't really believe in him, and you have a guy who's unwilling to take any responsibility and is totally okay with just sort of pawning things off. That's a problem. That's a problem, and the Jets have a major decision they're going to have to make. And I know it's early in his career, but, I mean, Jeanette, you're right. Like A lot of those people, you just want to sweep them away. And the Jets, I wonder if they're going to start the process of that. It's extreme. But would you want that guy? What what is that guy? If he at that age can't learn the most basic, uh, the most basic art of responsibility, it feels like there's really no hope for that guy. He has a lesson coming for him if he wants to be the ignorant and immature. 
Well, he's got to learn it because now the lesson's here. Like, the lesson has arrived. Oh, it's on sure. the doorstep. Yeah. I think it's a total knock on my generation. We just tend to get defensive. We always feel attacked. and all, So like, you, think it's a, you think it's a generational thing? I do because I think now it's more prevalent that we're seeing guys come right out of college and play immediately. Like, we're talking about a BYU kid who won a bowl game and now was the second overall draft pick. Like, that wasn't a thing in the past, but this kid's talented, right? They said he had the ceiling of Patrick Mahomes talent-wise. Yeah, yeah. And here he is just getting ultra defensive when asked if it was his fault or if he wants to take any responsibility, if he let the defense down. Yeah, they scored three points. You let the defense down. But when he was asked the question, you know, me, it would happen to me, kids my age, it's our generation. Like, we feel like we're being attacked. We, we need to get on the defense and be like, no, it wasn't me. But, like, that was you in your head, and you don't understand the big picture. So you said, you, said, you know, with him at this age, he should know. This kid's 23 years old. Like, like that's not a lesson learned. Yeah, and it's going to cost if, him his entire career. Yeah, if you've been in organized football as long as Zach Wilson has and you still don't understand that you as the quarterback, you as the leader, even anybody in the locker room who wants to be a leader, and he does and claims they're a leader, which he does, and you can't sit there and take responsibility. And, and it's not like he was just trying to eat it and fall on the grenade. Exactly. It clearly was his fault. He was terrible against the Patriots. If he would have answered in a way befitting of a leader, yes, yes, I take responsibility. That was on me. That's on the offense. We've got to get better championship caliber from the defense. He would be starting against the Bears. But to me, it goes further than that. I think the Jets have probably already started going down the path, at least mentally, at least blueprint of life without Zach Wilson. I would be willing to bet he doesn't start again in a Jets uniform. I would be willing to bet he's burned so many bridges not only in that locker room, but in the front office, that he doesn't start again for the Jets. I'm walking up to the window with cash in my hand as well. I'll take that bet all day long. Let's think about what Kyler Murray did as far as pouting, right, getting rid of the social media because he wanted a new contract. The same thing goes for Kyler Murray that it does with Zach Wilson. Like These guys have never been asked a question that they can't answer physically. Like They've always been able to not watch film, to not do the extra things that a lot of guys who aren't as talented had them have done, and they've put less time and less work into handling the media or being accountable because they just go out on Saturday, go out on Sunday, and they're just better and more talented than everybody else. And here they are, wasn't trained correctly for this, and now it's bit him in the butt. He won't play for the Jets. I just you you listen to everything Tom Brady says as a Buccaneers fan, Jeanette. Could you imagine at any time in your life him walking up to a podium <laughs> and someone asking him, Hey, how much responsibility uh, do you and the offense take for the loss? And him saying, Eh, none. Well, he's to go. He always takes accountability for his actions. Yeah, because that's a leader. Like that, that, that's why he walks into a locker room and there's immediate respect. I mean, Greg Joseph, former FAU kicker, mm-hmm. who was with the Buccaneers the year they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said it on this show. It's just amazing, his mere presence and the way he handles people, and he includes everybody. And I know that we're talking like top-end, elite-level leader there with Tom Brady, but... He knows how to manage a locker room. He would never, I mean, never even think about it. But even Tua, the last couple of years have not been good for Tua. There have been awkward press conferences for Tua where there have been losses. He's come up short um, in shootouts. He lost a shootout to Patrick Mahomes, and he has fielded the questions, hey, uh, how frustrating was it if the defense couldn't get a stop late and you're having to catch up with scoring? He would never throw the defense under the bus. He'd be like, we needed to play better. We needed another possession. We needed another play. I mean, that's you either have leadership capabilities or you don't. And some express them better than others, but it's clear to me, just based on that, and then the response today, that Jeanette, I don't think Zach Wilson has 
any leadership capabilities. Even so then, with going back to Tua, he always kind of, he never talked down about his team. or Ever. just He, even during when he was injured or whatnot, he always praised his team and they're like, let's move forward, let's do better. And then he he took accountability. Yeah. Even he only got it, snarky when, of course, uh, there's going to be a time when you're fed up with it when yeah. you're posting these numbers and people still come at you. Right. But, no, Tua is a great leader as well. And even when his former coach is barely <laughs> in private to his teammates, just absolutely lambasting him, yeah. Tua never wavered I from think that standpoint. Zach, my favorite part of Zach Wilson has to be like the off-field drama at this point. Like, thank he, you is, for yeah. that story about going after people's moms. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, literally, through a year and a half of Zach Wilson's career, he has played one, kind of one good quarter of football, and that was the fourth quarter against the Steelers, and he is best known for sleeping with his mom's friend. For That's sure. his legacy. And we compared his numbers <laughs> to what right. I did on Monday, on Dog Crap Monday, to Jamarcus Russell. Like, they share a lot of the similarities. <laughs> but I wanted to touch on, you know, your Tom Brady point about being a leader. Like, this is, like, what we do in the media. No, Tom Brady has the Jordan effect. You talk about how accountable he is with his teammates and stuff. No, he doesn't have any of the rookies' phone numbers. He doesn't have his starting left tackle's phone number. Like, guys like Tom Brady and guys who are athletically gifted – don't need to be the verbal leader. Just being in their presence mm-hmm. raises your level around you. Because they make everybody better. Because they do. So, yeah. yeah, Tom Brady, I'm sure, is good. But, they, they, I mean, there we go again, right? Saying he's an, he doesn't even was, have his left tackle's phone My point phone was number. he doesn't have to walk up to the kicker and say hello and or the backup kicker. Greg Joseph was on the practice squad as a kicker, and he made sure Tom Brady went out of his way to introduce himself, welcome into the team, and make him feel as included as anybody else in that locker room. Mm-hmm. That was my point. Did he himself when that happened? I would have. And I've said, Tom Brady, I used to dislike him a lot, but I respect him, and I would, I would definitely, I'd be sweating at the very least, and maybe there'd be leaky time. Oh, is that a joke? Yeah, leaky. Oh, yeah. Poor, if poor Jimmy G ever comes up to me and says <laughs> hi. Uh, <laughs> that will not help your ultimate cause with Jimmy G, I don't think, by the way, Jeanette. Don't think he'll be into that. I don't think so. But, but you see my point, Stone, is that, like, I'm not talking about phone numbers, I'm just talking about treatment in the locker room team guy for sure and we saw one of i don't know if it was a safety or a corner but it was somebody in the secondary saying hey y'all don't know what goes on in this locker room like we're all tight with zach we have conversation with zach on the daily and he said y'all stop this media nonsense and part of me wants to believe him because yeah like they spend each and every waking moment together like zach's in that building he has relationships with a lot of these guys but at the end of the day it is a performance-based business, and when you're not putting it out on the field, there are guys who don't talk to you, yeah, who don't have relationships with you. So we can but, do this all day long. But, Jeanette, but let me ask you, Jeanette, just based off of that, if you think you know a guy in that locker room, right, and yeah. your boy's with him, and you're like, ah, Zach Wilson's my guy, lay off. But also Zach Wilson has the gall to go up to the podium in front of the media publicly and not take any responsibility? Do you really know that person? So that's what I was just going to ask you, Stone. You've been in this, well, not, not this is the same exact position, but you think you know your boy. You think yeah. you know your football team. You spent time in that Then the lights room. come on and he's and a turn And he completely just throws, not you, but the team under the, under the desk. Sure. So to that, I would say that that comment was made after Zach said what he said. So there's your, I, I guess, your answer to that question. Like, you think you know your boy. Well, yeah, you think you know your boy. He said that, and he still went to bat for him. So it, it, it's just tough because I think it, this all has to do with his performance. No, if because he was, that player's doing his job by, by uh, being a team player, by being a guy for the team. Zach Wilson was not for the team. So that player that was being discussed, the one you're referencing, he is writing 
a massive wrong from Zach Wilson and actually doing the professional thing because that's showing leadership. Exactly. That's our guy. That's our guy. Yeah, Zach Wilson, enough of this nonsense. Even though deep down, Jeanette, he might be thinking, yeah, this dude's a pud, man. I can't believe he did that. He's at least trying to, to right the wrong. For sure, tried to build some form of yeah, positive something. reinforcement. Because this is still a potential playoff team. Exactly. you got to try to keep the band together some way or not. And it, this- like, Think about it. A quarterback, the quarterback, the starting quarterback's done the most to torpedo this potential playoff team with not only his play, but more offensively, his words. Yeah, there's two reasons. So one of them being when you said, that if he answered this differently, he'd still be the starting quarterback of the team. Yes, we can mm-hmm. all agree on that. He'd if, be on a short leash. Of course. If he played well, put up really good numbers, right, and he wasn't the reason they all lost right. and said what he said, yeah, he'd still be the starting quarterback of this team. So it's just tough because we dial in, right? We put these guys in a microscope. One guy slips up, one immature guy who can't take accountability, and we uh, put him on the, I don't know what the spinning rotisserie thing is, but he's cooked. He's done for. He'll never the be the spit. Jets fan. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. The spit. The spit. The spit. The spit. The spit. The little turny rotisserie thing. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want you to have the formal name anymore. I just throw him on the spinning rotisserie thing in public. <laughs> this guy's cooked. He'll never be the Jets starting quarterback again in his With entire career. Flavor, though. Took us a while to get to that. <laughs> yeah, but, did. but the the I like the dismount. This guy's cooked. There we go. Spinning rotisserie thing. Leave it. He's cooked. Yeah, just leave it. Fine. That's what it's called from now on. That is what it's called from now on. Zach Wilson. I not only think he would have started if he would have been a grown-up and taken responsibility after the loss to the Patriots. He'd still be starting against the Bears. But I also now think that he may never start for the Jets again at quarterback, at least willingly from Robert Sala. Maybe an injury or injuries would force him into that, but I don't know if he's ever going to get on the right side of Sala again. Would Zach Wilson be starting this weekend if he took responsibility Sunday and will Zach Wilson ever start again for the Jets? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Would Zach Wilson be starting this weekend if he took responsibility after the Patriots game? And will he ever start again for the Jets? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. I've been in, around enough of an NFL locker room experience to know that what Zach Wilson did for some guys that is unforgivable. He crossed a line. But he'll go after their moms. Or, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> he maybe maybe that's his goal, his conquest in life. Forget quarterback play. Oh. Score with mom. You know he's a starting quarterback of a team, so he can pull that card. Must be nice. That's Jeanette <laughs> Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Get in on the best fantasy, my fantasy, underdog fantasy. I'm playing it nightly. Featured games, pick them, the whole thing. I don't wait. Till every weekend, like a lot of you do with your fantasy football leagues. No, I need instant gratification. I need to go nightly here with Underdog Fantasy. Making that money. Use the promo code West Palm when you sign up for Underdog Fantasy. And I want to stress something here. If you are not on Underdog Fantasy, if you're not playing Underdog Fantasy... 
Stone, I'm not wrong when I say uh, you are really late to the party, right? Very late. There's a lot of free money out like, there. Like, late, late to the party. A lot of free money out there. And every day, more and more people are realizing just how awesome Underdog Fantasy is. Daily Fantasy, Underdog Fantasy, the best fantasy. That's Underdog Fantasy right now. Whole lot of soccer featured games at Underdog Fantasy. NHL, NBA combined. Pick them tonight for your boy. See how much more money I can make there with Underdog Fantasy. That's right. If you, go. if you need some lineup help, hit us up on social. We all, got you. All the Heat players out. We know the backups we, well. Exactly. Exactly. We got this. You might. Who knows? Maybe Dwayne Dedman's making you some money tonight if you're playing a little NBA Fantasy with Underdog Fantasy. Here's a tip. Don't start Dwayne Dedman tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Dwayne Dedman, by you not drafting him, <laughs> going to help you make money tonight on Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app, and use the promo code WESTPALM to double your deposit up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. Zach Wilson, will he ever start again for the Jets? Will he ever start again for the Jets? And if he would have owned up to just sucking on Sunday, would he have been starting this weekend. I say yes, he would have started against the Bears, even with how miserable he was. But he failed the most basic test in football, especially at that position, especially in that city. And I think especially with that coach, who I've gained a lot of respect for over the last four or five weeks in Robert Sala, where he's asked, uh, do, do you feel responsible? No. No. I mean, what a bonehead response. I, I, I've got to think he wants a mulligan. But then his response today, according to Sala, his response today, according to Sala, is... Why? I want to play. I'm sure you do, dude. But you haven't earned the right to play. You've lost the right to play after that nonsense. It, it, it's interesting you just brought up and used the phrase owned to sucking. Owned up to sucking. You know, we're in the business of self-defamation. A lot of these guys are. That's what works nowadays. Deprecation. But Dep- I, guess it, the, I guess defamation works. God darn it. So okay. you're on a roll. I'm sorry, Ken. St- like is interrupting you. I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, because I can't be spewing the wrong word out there. As far as the I mean, chicken self defamation. Yeah, chicken skewer thing was great. Okay, <laughs> that was good. The spinning rotisserie <laughs> thing. Yeah. But Zach Wilson easily could have got up there and said, "God, you know, I'm really aggravated at how I played today. There was this pass I missed, that pass I missed. Thinking about the opportunity on third down where I had a chance to hit. Blah blah blah. What a good route by Garrett Wilson. Like, there's another option, another route you could have gone, Zach. It's a really good call." Just it, it was the easiest test. It was the it's like two plus two and you answer seven for sure. So for my notes, it's uh de- deprec- self deprecation. All right, I'll, I, self deprecation. I'll write but that it, down. I when can I use defamation? Well, defamation is if you are uh, publicly. Um, it's what Amber Heard did to Johnny Depp, allegedly. So well, I it, guess as proved in more along the lines of libel. It's not allegedly. Well, I know they went now to court. she has to pay him a lot of money. <laughs> you're 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 ruining someone's character and reputation with public words. That's defamation. It's like libel, kind of. Except uh, libels in uh, print. Okay, I'll stop. Defamation is spoken word. Means. Libels in print. There's a difference between the two. Okay, cool. Nerds. <laughs> but self. Uh, but I I do appreciate Jeanette Stone went for it. Oh, he didn't quite know the word and went for it. Like too. that to me. Full confidence. I respect that. <laughs> I appreciate that. It was good. All right. Uh, where are we going? We got John and Jensen Beach. John's in Jensen Beach. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Eve, Thanksgiving, friend. buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I think I think we're letting the organization off the hook here a little bit. Okay. And hear me out. Like when you spend draft capital like that on a quarterback, you need to look at the overall fit into the organization, okay? So you bring in a defensive-minded coach, you're building a defense, 
and then you go out and draft a kid from you know Provo who was in a wide open offense, right, mm-hmm. and never played any real competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there has to be there has to be some organizational responsibility taken here because I think it's it was obvious when they drafted him that he wasn't going to be a good fit for what they were trying to build in New York City. Now, look at and I'm, I'm gonna, I mean maybe it's not a great example, but Josh Allen, right? Guy played Wild West out in Wyoming, and he comes in, and he's a perfect fit for Buffalo. Yeah, because he's a the grizzly town, bear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a perfect fit. Tua, Tua was not a fit until they changed the coaching staff right. to make a better fit for Tua, right? So I think the organization has responsibility here um, for putting this kid in just a very bad place. And, and don't get me wrong. Terrible, terrible response. Like he's not ready, but he's he's not ready for New York City. Coming from Provo and the privilege he came from, the organization needs to know that before they spend the number two pick on it. That's a great call. That's a great call. And and again, I don't think Zach Wilson's a bad person. Okay, but that's a great point that he was brought into a spot where it's not like you're going air raid five receivers like the like BYU was doing. And I just wonder now, like, that coach ain't changing. Robert Sala, based off of all of this, and if they can somehow make the playoffs, that's a five-year contract extension for him. Like, nothing's changing, and maybe this just isn't a great fit for Zach Wilson. Now, for somebody like me who thinks players first, John just hit the bullseye because here we are using this, using his answer in a press conference to get rid of the guy, right? He was never a fit in the first place. You talked about him one good core. Quarter. One good quarter in through his 11 whole weeks. career. Through 11 oh, weeks. And last year. And last year. Through 11 weeks, we're talking about one good quarter. John, that is bullseye, brother. This guy was never built for this Jets offense. Yeah. It was just a matter of time. Honestly, ask Rob Sala. Or his wife knows, or somebody in his household, his best friend knows that this wasn't a good decision, and now he's able to use this for a reason to bench the kid. It's on the money. It's pretty good. Keep the wife away from him, though. I, I'm a little upset. Yeah, yeah. Just watch, watch your wife. Yeah. For, well, I'm saying he's the, his wife is the one that he <laughs> spills the real information to. Like, oh, hey, this is good. Now we don't have to play Zach anymore. We can get rid of him. I never wanted to draft him in the first place. Meanwhile, I never wanted him. Meanwhile, Zach's got the DMs open. Uh, I was yeah. just say, well, oh, well, is that where you guys? Oh, that's where Jeanette was going with that. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I yeah. apologize. Um, I apologize. So speaking of Jeanette, Jeanette has been totally keyed in. On the World Cup. In fact, there is nobody I know who has watched more World Cup. From second one, when Qatar and Ecuador kicked off, through U.S.-Wales, through the match we just watched where Spain throttled Costa Rica, nobody has watched more World Cup than Jeanette. So I felt it was only right if we let Jeanette tell you what's happened so far in the desert. It is time now for... The personal, personal segment we have given to Jeanette as she breaks down the World Cup. With the latest from Qatar, it's Jeanette Javier's World Cup Review on Ken LeVick Alive. Wait for it. Jeanette Javier's World Cup Review here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette, 
What's happened so far in the World Cup? What are some of your observations with the duels in the desert? So one of the biggest wins, I'd say, not shocking from the past World Cup winners, was yesterday's game, France beating Australia 4-1. Yeah, and so Claude Giroux, what a great player he is for France, and they're really going to need to lean on him stone with uh, with Benzema, who is out due to injury. And think about it, yesterday Australia goes up 1-0 right away, but France able to battle back and, and score those four goals and an impressive performance. A lot of fortitude from the defending champions. Are you, are you surprised? No, he can go 90 minutes straight. Are you talking about Claude Giroux? Yeah. Oh. He, he had two of the goals oh. for the France for, for the French team. It was, uh-huh. a, it, was a, it was a big question mark with Benzema being out. Like, right, who's going to step up? Who's going to come on hard and kind of finish the job for these France guys? And again, he went the full 90 minutes, completed his mission, and scored... Twice. He knows he knew how to handle that ball. He can score, that's for sure. What what did you see with with Olivier Giroud that that made him stand out so much? He has a very striking presence on that field. The way he looks, you are always paying attention to the way the way he moves, the way he carries the ball, the way he handles himself, the way he's fluid in his motion. Oh, so so you you love the way that he maneuvers through other people and he is he's able to 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 find the goal and he's able to finish the job. He knows how to finish strong. He goes all the way hard and knows how to take care of his teammates. Hmm. So France, the 4-1 win over Australia yesterday. Uh, what else What else have you seen from the World Cup? Who else do you have an eye on here, Jeanette? So I, I, I want to go back where we are right now, the United States. I know it was a draw, but wow, Matt Turner looked fantastic. Uh, Matt Turner, I, I that save he had to keep things 1-0 in the 60th minute, going up high to poke it over the crossbar, that is why Greg Berhalter wanted to start Matt Turner and kept Zach Steffen off of the roster. And tough luck for Matt Turner Stone because that Gareth Bale penalty, he got a hand on it. Couldn't keep it out, but what a sensational performance for Matt Turner. I point out? <laughs> go ahead, Stone, go ahead. No, he's a really cerebral guy. Jeanette, I'd rather hear your your opinion on how Matt Turner he did out there. He was so focused <laughs> and knew where to use his hands. He watched that ball and to go left or right to protect and to finish what he was meant to do, he knew what to do with those hands. Uh, Matt Turner, as he protects the goal, as he attempts to to keep opponents off the board, uh, for you just physically, for you physically with Matt Turner, what stands out to you? He's tall. He takes up so much room. And he is, uh, when you look at him, you're like, this man is going to dominate. The what whole else did- game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, all right, Matt Turner, a, a breakdown of the United States. Uh, they, he stood out to Jeanette. He has stood out to Jeanette. What mm-hmm. a performance he put in in the 1-1 draw with Wales. Real stiff in between those No, uh, he's not. No, but poles. that's where those hands come from. Mm-hmm. Those hands did well. He saved that game. That's why we got the draw. Now, Jeanette, who else has caught your fancy here in Qatar as Jeanette has her World Cup review here on Ken LeVick Alive? I ain't looking to get messy, but I'm heading to Argentina. Mm. And their shocking loss, Saudi Arabia. Mm. But I want to look at Rodrigo de Paul. Ah, uh, Rodrigo de Paul, starter in the midfield, someone who plays overseas. Rodrigo de Paul, he's gonna have to play better. A lot of the attack 
is going to go through him. Argentina already behind the eight ball with that 2-1 loss to Saudi Arabia. Going to have to rally, and a lot of it's going to start with Rodrigo DePaul. Yeah, but if you if you look at him, there's not much that can get through to him because he knows how to take field and control I think of just everything going on. I think he's one of the, the, the most important delegators of this Argentina team that we've seen so far in the World Cup. He's just so important. There's so much that is on his shoulders that, uh, Jeanette, uh, he's so depended upon. There's a lot of pressure on the and man. And that's where everybody's mistake is right now. Everybody's focused on Messi, 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 Messi. But I'm here to tell you, Rodrigo De Paul is the guy you need to be watching because he can move. Now, Jeanette, as far as Cristiano Ronaldo is concerned, Portugal coming up in the World Cup. What is your take on Cristiano Ronaldo? I wonder if he's going to be able to focus on the World Cup with everything that happened with Man U. Oh, that was an interesting different take from, from Jeanette. That is Jeanette Javier's World Cup review here on Ken LeVica Live. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up and lead you into Thanksgiving. He's Jeanette Javier, soccer aficionado. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Let's go ahead and relive Timothy Timothy Wea with his goal against Wales Monday. Pulisic on the run. Pulisic has Wea. Pulisic rolls it in. Tim Wea! John Strong, the call on Fox. That made it 1-0 in the United States. It would be a 1-1 draw with Wales, but I love good American soccer talent. And Tim Weah is that. That's the EDS Air Conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS Air Conditioning, their blowout sale right now. All in-stock AC units, a chance for a rebate up to $750. At EDS Air Conditioning, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Again, up to $750 rebate potentially on all in-stock AC units with the blowout sale with EDS Air Conditioning. All right. So I wanted to end. I wanted to end with this. Because Herschel Walker, the senatorial candidate in Georgia, wise words last night. Wise words last night. Do we have it, Stone? Do we have Herschel Walker and his wise words to send us into the Thanksgiving holiday? Here is Herschel Walker, everybody. Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. One more time. One more time. The election... And the what? Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. <laughs> hey, remember, the erection is about the people. Happy For Jeanette Stone, I'm Ken. Have a great Thanksgiving. Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Driving in today. I saw in my neighborhood a couple of iguanas by one of the canals. Yes. And it got me thinking about what we were discussing yesterday. Do people in Florida have iguana on the Thanksgiving table? It wouldn't surprise like they me. Have to, they, like, there have to be some people, right? It's, it's unfortunately, I'd say in the more lower economic part of Florida, for sure. Yeah. Or, like, if you just are sort of a 
straight up redneck, a proud, proud South Florida redneck. And that's why we said if it was going to happen in Palm Beach County, like Loxahatchee would be my first assumption of where there's iguana on the Thanksgiving table. Yeah, and then we got a call in from a Loxahatchee resident. Who we got bamboozled. Who said he's never had it before. Yeah, we got bamboozled. He's a liar. I still, I still think Loxahatchee per capita has the most iguana on the table. I feel like once you go west of probably, probably again, I saw someone on my Facebook feed who went iguana hunting last weekend and proudly displaying like 30 to 40 iguanas that they killed. Well, they're invasive species. I know. Yesterday. Kill more. Yesterday, Stone said they're in danger. Nope. What did you? Got them mixed up. <laughs> got them, got them mixed up. Got them mixed up. It happens. What you won't mix up is how to get to the heat game. That's there's right. only one way. There's only one way. It's not driving. That's right. It's on the train. That big yellow train. It's coming your way. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Of course, I'm talking about that buzzer beater train buzzer beater train gets you to f- to the heat arena <laughs> <laughs> to the heat arena <laughs> where the heat play basketball where the heat play the heat's home <laughs> <laughs> it'll get you to miami central station you walk the two blocks to the heat's home <laughs> and you see the heat whether they're injured or full strength enjoy your time be around a winning organization franchise and then you head back to the bright line of Miami Central Station. One of three buzzer beater trains after the final horn at the Heat's home. Brightline.com, the free Brightline app. That premium seating, like for me, the premium seating is the single best bang for your buck mode of transportation on the planet. Like, you've got guys like Bezos and Richard Branson shooting themselves into space. You know what expensive that is? And where are you traveling to? The edges of the stratosphere, and then you're coming back down? You didn't go anywhere. Just take the bright line. Take the bright line to see the heat. You're going somewhere, and you're coming back. I don't think they have, if you're doing the premium seating on bright line, the drinks, the complimentary drinks, the complimentary snacks. There certainly isn't an outstanding premium lounge when you're shooting yourself to the stratosphere. (laughs) No way. Brightline. GoBrightline.com. The free Brightline app. It's how I get to the heat. It's how you should get to the heat. At Buzzer Beater Train, Brightline, GoBrightline.com, and the free Brightline app. Stone, where am I going? We got Scott in Jupiter. Scott is in Jupiter. What's up, Scott? Hey, Ken. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Happy to Thanksgiving, all of you. buddy. Hey, you've never had any uh, chicken, uh, what do they call it? The uh, chicken of the trees? You've never had that in a burrito? <laughs> I have never had the chicken of the trees, well, as they sad. call them. You're right. I have seen some chicken of the trees that have gotten cold and have fallen out of said tree, and then they're a chicken of the sidewalk, um, but I have never had them. What, what do they do? They taste like chicken? Are they good? Oh, it's delicious, especially with that. Uh, uh, I'd have to ask Jeanette how to pronounce it, but the mojo or the, the mojo mojo. sauce. The oh mojo, my yeah. God. Stone. That's uh, Scott. We were talking about mojo earlier, and that's where Stone went wrong. We he we we got him a bottle because Jeanette and I swear by mojo, and he got it a bottle, oh. and he put it on a chicken breast. He didn't put it on iguana. <laughs> that's where he went oh, wrong. Delicious. Oh, well, Scott, that's delicious. a good call. All right, I'm sort of talking myself into this. I appreciate the call, Scott. I appreciate the call. Hey. I'm kind of shocked you've never had iguana. Why? 
It's Wha- it's pretty. It's a fairly popular meat. Have you been to Central Central uh, America? Yeah, but I haven't eaten iguana. I don't know. John, have you had iguana? I have not. Oh yeah, it's good. Ha- you've had iguana? Yes. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. I had no idea that people well, actually... Well, I had it in Belize and Honduras, so it's a different part of the world. But it's good. It's All right. Chicken. Well, I'll give it a go then. I'll I'm give it a go. I'm surprised that most people haven't had it before. Interesting. Have you eaten iguana? Do you regularly eat iguana? Do you catch your own iguana and then eat them? 888 I've learned a lot. I've lived down here for... What is it? Two thousand seven. It's two thousand twenty-two. Fifteen, almost sixteen years, and I've learned a bunch over the last couple of days about South Florida. Can wow, your voice just went bye bye. But I want to <laughs> clarify that my family—I don't chase iguanas and eat them. Right. The you just want to clarify that, all right? I you just, just chase the chickens. You don't kill the chickens. You don't butcher them. You just chase them in the yard, and you eat iguana, but you don't catch your own iguana. No, I would not be able to bring myself to kill. An iguana, I don't think. I had one as a pet. Yeah, see, my wife did too. And part of that is like, she's like, oh, I used to, she lived in Venezuela. Like, oh, I used to feed them tomatoes and they were cute. And she snuck one in a bag on a plane trip over to Miami. And like, <laughs> so, so for me, I kind of know like you, or I, I get the sense I know iguanas on a personal basis. Like I eat them, but I need it killed for me. I've been a part of an iguana killing or a hunt. I really? guess you could say, yeah. You were on an iguana hunt? Well, I mean, <laughs> sure. I was in the Keys, and I was with somebody who ended up, yeah, taking the life of an iguana, and it was really hard to watch. Like it with was, a car, or did, did you shoot happen? it? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into the details, yeah, no, but please. it was really hard because it's the size of a dog. It's like a pet. It's like you're looking at this thing lifeless, but now they want you to kill them. Obviously, you can make money. You can eat them, all this and that, but... How did you do it? I agree. It's not, it wasn't fun. Why don't you just own up to how, how you're... How, bo- did, how did you murder this animal? That was really messed up. I, I Because the like way to- Stone is describing it, it sounds like they like bludgeoned it over the head or something. <laughs> well, what if that's what happened? Mm-hmm. What that's if what that's I what thought. happened from a distance? Oh. That's what I thought. From a distance, from a long range distance. So you threw a rock. And uh, I wasn't the one who threw the okay. rock, but it was a rock and it was a good 20 yards. That's and an impressive throw, to be honest. It was way it's too... One, it sounds like a D1 quarterback would do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, yeah. My, somebody in my family was a Division One quarterback as well, and it ended up happening like that, and we had to take it. Yeah, it was really messed up, man. It's the size of a dog. It's like a dog. It's like you got to... Yeah, like, iguanas do, are big. I've seen them. You got to do something with this dead body. Like, we didn't want to make money. We didn't want to eat it. Like, we had to, you know, dispose of it. But Scott's tip to have iguana with moho... That's turned me. That's turned me. If Moho's involved, you know what? I'm probably at least thinking about it. Listen, that's uh, what my mommy always said. If it's good, don't ask questions. (laughs) That is wise advice, actually. Um, All right. You know what's not good? Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson is no longer starting for the New York Jets. If we could, let's just detail the saga of Zach Wilson, who threw for, count him, negative 21 yards in the second half against the Patriots on Sunday. He overthrew Braxton Berrios in the flat by, what, nine yards? Sure. It was about a a four-and-a-half-yard pass that went nine yards over the head of Braxton Berrios. Uh, This is then a Zach Wilson who went to the podium after his dismal display against the New England Patriots in a 10-3 loss on Sunday and was asked the simplest question in press conference history. Zach, do you take responsibility for this? And his response was stunning. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. 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 
Do you feel like you should take responsibility? Do you feel you take responsibility? The offense takes responsibility for only putting up three points? No. No. That was the biggest layup in press conference history. Yes. And somehow, some way, Zach Wilson got to the rim and rolled it off the front of the iron. I'm I not mean, sure he even hit the iron. Uh, he might he, he might have airballed a layup. <laughs> he might have airballed a layup. I mean, it is the most unconscionable response I can remember in NFL history to anything. Of course, that's what led Robert Sala to disagree with Zach Wilson uh, later in the press conference by calling the offense dog bleep. Dog bleep. That drove it home. That drove the message home. Robert Sala called his offense dog bleep. But don't worry, Zach. No. No. We're not responsible for this awful loss that we had to the Patriots, even though we did absolutely nothing. So then, yesterday, Robert Sala heads to the podium, and Robert Sala, well, he wasn't ready to commit to Zach Wilson as his starting quarterback. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything. Not right now. Not right now. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then today, Robert Sala made the call. Zach Wilson is not the starting quarterback. Not only that, he's not even the backup quarterback. He's the third-string quarterback, and he will be inactive Sunday when the Jets take on the Bears. But listen closely. Listen closely. I want you to hear Robert Sala detail the initial reaction of Zach Wilson after he made the announcement that Zach Wilson was no longer the starter. This is some frustration. What was Zach's reaction when he gave him the news? Uh, what you would expect from a player that, you know, he's, um, he's, he's not ready for the, or not, not that he's not ready, but it's like, why, why now? Why me? I want to play. And, Stop know, it right there. But you expect that. Why me? Why me? I want to play. If that's indeed Zach Wilson's immediate reaction to being told that he's no longer the starter, has this guy learned anything over the last 72 hours? You mean to tell me that after he denied taking responsibility, a part of why, a major part of why the Jets lost on Sunday, after all the reports about how his locker room wasn't happy with him, his head coach, completely, completely going the other direction on how he described the offense and its contributions, calling it dog bleep, to his coach yesterday unwilling to commit to him. Hell, throwing negative 21 yards in the second half, having one good quarter this entire year, missing the most basic reads, and his reaction to Robert Sala is going to be, why me? I want to play. How immature is this guy? I mean, Jeanette... This is an NFL quarterback, and this is a guy who I fear doesn't get it, and he comes off as bratty and privileged Mm -hmm. and completely incapable of leading a team, let alone existing in a locker room. Yeah, he definitely seems petty. He didn't have to go straight no like that. If you want the respect of your team that's not and your coach, that's not the way to kind of handle it. Not at all. I wonder, I wonder, Stone, if he would have said what you answered on Monday during the show, the way that an actual quarterback, an actual leader would have answered it, the way you answered it at Stormhouse Brewing, when yeah. I posed to you the same question that Zach Wilson got and you role-played as Zach Wilson, if he answered it the same way you did, which was, oh, 
I take all the responsibility. This was a terrible performance. I have got to be better. We're going to get back. We're going to fix this. The defense was exceptional. What a great performance, a winning performance by them, and we have got to get better on our side of the ball. I personally need to get better. If he had answered it like that, you know, like someone with a brain, would he be starting against the Bears Sunday? Yeah, the answer is yes, and I think we all would agree. And he's going to get a real taste of, God, I want to say 2022 fandom, but this is the direction we're going where he's going to get humbled by this crowd when Mike White throws his first touchdown, when he throws his first completion. And I would argue Mike White's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. I think you could. At least based on what you've seen. Sure, and, and it has been a small sample size for both, but for Mike it's been a little smaller. But when this guy throws his first touchdown, my life is going to go absolutely insane. When he throws his first third down conversion, this place is going to go absolutely insane. And I think that with what Mike Tannenbaum said, right, he's a third-string quarterback, like everybody in that stadium agrees with that call, and they're going to be happy. Mike White is their starting quarterback Sunday. It just feels like, Jeanette, and this isn't just sports, but if someone in your life, right, in your life, whether it is circle of friends, whether it's family, whether it's coworkers slash teammates, what does that make you think of someone when they're constantly deflecting or they are unwilling to accept responsibility, especially when you know that that person was in the wrong and it, it, it they, they fight it and fight it and fight it? What does that make you feel about that person? That person is not somebody I have in my life, yeah. period. Yep. Unfortunately, you're forced to be with Wilson. He is the quarterback of a team, but... Right. personally in my life, bye. See, and this is what you brought up is perfect because it's not as simple as in the real life, you can, in a lot of circumstances, just say, well, see ya. I don't want to be a part of that. That's toxic. But you're the second overall pick yep. in an NFL draft. You're a quarterback on that team. And what you say is correct, and that's what makes it extremely uncomfortable and awkward for the Jets right now because you have a guy, nobody on that team believes in him. It's clear the coach doesn't really believe in him, and you have a guy who's unwilling to take any responsibility and is totally okay with just sort of pawning things off. That's a problem. That's a problem, and the Jets have a major decision they're going to have to make. And I know it's early in his career, but, I mean, Jeanette, you're right. Like A lot of those people, you just want to sweep them away. And the Jets, I wonder if they're going to start the process of that. It's extreme. But would you want that guy? What what is that guy? If he at that age can't learn the most basic, uh, the most basic art of responsibility, it feels like there's really no hope for that guy. He has a lesson coming for him if he wants to be the ignorant and immature. Well, he's got to learn it because now the lesson's here. Like the lesson has arrived. Oh, it's on sure. the doorstep. I yeah. think it's a total knock on my generation. We just tend to get defensive. We always feel attacked. And all, so like, you think it's a you think it's a generational thing? I do because I think now it's more prevalent that we're seeing guys come right out of college and play immediately. Like we're talking about a BYU kid who won a bowl game and now was the second overall draft pick. Like that wasn't a thing in the past. But this kid's talented, right? They said he had the ceiling of Patrick Mahomes talent wise. Yeah. And here he is just getting ultra defensive when asked if it was his fault or if he wants to take any responsibility, if he let the defense down. Yeah, they scored three points, you let the defense down. But when he was asked the question, you know, me, it would happen to me, kids my age, it's our generation, like, we feel like we're being attacked. We, we need to get on the defense and be like, no, it wasn't me. But, like, that was you in your head, and you don't understand the big picture. So you said, you said, you know, with him at this age, he should know. 
this kid's 23 years old. Like, like that's not a lesson learned. Yeah, and it's going to cost if, him his entire career. Yeah, if you've been in organized football as long as Zach Wilson has, and you still don't understand that you as the quarterback, you as the leader, even anybody in the locker room who wants to be a leader, and he does and claims they're a leader, which he does, and you can't sit there and take responsibility. And, and it's not like he was just trying to eat it and fall on the grenade. Exactly. It clearly was his fault. He was terrible against the Patriots. If he would have answered in a way befitting of a leader, yes, yes, I take responsibility. That was on me. That's on the offense. We've got to get better championship caliber from the defense. He would be starting against the Bears. But to me, it goes further than that. I think the Jets have probably already started going down the path, at least mentally, at least blueprint of life without Zach Wilson. I would be willing to bet he doesn't start again in a Jets uniform. I would be willing to bet he's burned so many bridges, not only in that locker room, but in the front office, that he doesn't start again for the Jets. I'm walking up to the window with cash in my hand as well. I'll take that bet all day long. Let's think about what Kyler Murray did as far as pouting, right, getting rid of the social media because he wanted a new contract. The same thing goes for Kyler Murray that it does with Zach Wilson. Like These guys have never been asked a question that they can't answer physically. Like They've always been able to not watch film, to not do the extra things that a lot of guys who aren't as talented had them have done, and they've put less time and less work into handling the media or being accountable because they just go out on Saturday, go out on Sunday, and they're just better and more talented than everybody else. And here they are, wasn't trained correctly for this, and now it's bit him in the butt. He won't play for the Jets. I just you you listen to everything Tom Brady says as a Buccaneers fan, Jeanette. Could you imagine at any time in your life him walking up to a podium <laughs> and someone asking him, hey, how much responsibility uh, do you and the offense take for the loss? And him saying, eh, none. Well, he's to go. He always takes accountability for his actions. Yeah, because that's a leader. Like, that, that, that's why he walks into a locker room and there's immediate respect. I mean, Greg Joseph, former FAU kicker, mm-hmm. who was with the Buccaneers the year they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said it on this show. It's just amazing, his mere presence and the way he handles people, and he includes everybody. And I know that we're talking like top-end, elite-level leader there with Tom Brady, but he knows how to manage a locker room. He would never, I mean, never even think about it, but even Tua, the last couple of years have not been good for Tua. There have been awkward press conferences for Tua where there have been losses. He's come up short um, in shootouts. He lost a shootout to Patrick Mahomes, and he has fielded the questions, hey, uh, how frustrating was it if the defense couldn't get a stop late and you're having to catch up with scoring? He would never throw the defense under the bus. He'd be like, we needed to play better. We needed another possession. We needed another play. I mean, that's you either have leadership capabilities or you don't. And some express them better than others, but it's clear to me, just based on that, and then the response today, that Jeanette, I don't think Zach Wilson has any leadership capabilities. Even so then, with going back to Tua, he always kind of, he never talked down about his team or Ever. just he even during when he was injured or whatnot, he always praised his team and they're like, Let's move forward, let's do better. And then he he took accountability. Yeah. Even he only got it, snarky when of course uh, there's gonna be a time when you're fed up with it when yeah. you're posting these numbers and people still come at you. Right. But no, two is a great leader as well. And even when his former coach is apparently <laughs> in private to his teammates, just absolutely lambasting him yeah. and two and never wavered. I from think that standpoint, Zach, my favorite part of Zach Wilson has to be like the off field drama at this point. Like, thank he, you for yeah. that story about going after people's moms. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, literally, through a year and a half of Zach Wilson's career, he has played one, kind of one good quarter of football, and that was the fourth quarter against the Steelers. And he is best known for sleeping with his mom's friend. 
That's sure. his legacy. And we compared his numbers <laughs> to what right. I did on Monday, on Dog Crap Monday, to Jamarcus Russell. Like, they share a lot of the similarities. <laughs> but I wanted to touch on, you know, your Tom Brady point about being a leader. Like, this is, like, what we do in the media. No, Tom Brady has the Jordan effect. You talk about how accountable he is with his teammates and stuff. No, he doesn't have any of the rookies' phone numbers. He doesn't have his starting left tackle's phone number. Like, Guys like Tom Brady and guys who are athletically gifted don't need to be the verbal leader. Just being in their presence mm-hmm. raises your level around you. Because they make everybody better. Because they do. So, yeah. yeah, Tom Brady, I'm sure, is good. But, they, they, I mean, there we go again, right? Saying he's an, he doesn't even was, have his left tackle's phone My point phone was number. he doesn't have to walk up to the kicker and say hello and or the backup kicker. Greg Joseph was on the practice squad as a kicker, and he made sure Tom Brady went out of his way to introduce himself, welcome him to the team, and make him feel as included as anybody else in that locker room. Did that he was my point. himself when that happened? I would have. And I've said, Tom Brady, I used to dislike him a lot, but I respect him, and I would, I would definitely I'd be sweating at the very least, and maybe there'd be leaky time. Oh, is that a joke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor, if poor Jimmy G ever comes up to me and says hi. <laughs> uh, that me. will not help your ultimate cause with Jimmy G, I don't think, by the way, Jeanette. Don't think he'll be into that. I don't think so. But you see my point, Stone, is that like, I'm not talking about phone numbers. I'm just talking about treatment in the locker oh, room. For sure. Team guy. For sure. And we saw one of, I don't know if it was a safety or a corner, but it was somebody in the secondary saying, hey, y'all don't know what goes on in this locker room. Like, we're all tight with Zach. We have conversation with Zach on the daily. And he said, y'all stop this media nonsense. And okay. part of me wants to believe him because, yeah, like they spend each and every waking moment together. Like, Zach's in that building. He has relationships with a lot of these guys. But at the end of the day, it is a performance-based business, and when you're not putting it out on the field, there are guys who don't talk to you, yeah, who don't have relationships with you. So we can but, do this all day long. But, Jeanette, but let me ask you, Jeanette, just based off of that, if you think you know a guy in that locker room, right, and yeah. your boy's with him, and you're like, ah, Zach Wilson's my guy, lay off. But also Zach Wilson has the gall to go up to the podium in front of the media publicly and not take any responsibility? Do you really know that person? So that's what I was just going to ask you, Stone. You've been in this, well, not, not this is the same exact position, but you think you know your boy. You think yeah. you know your football team. You spent time in that Then the lights room. come on and he's and a And then he completely just throws, not you, but the team under the, under the desk. Sure. So to that, I would say that that comment was made after Zach said what he said. So there's your, I, I guess, your answer to that question. Like, you think you know your boy. Well, yeah, you think you know your boy. He said that, and he still went to bat for him. So it, it, it's just tough because I think it, this all has to do with his performance. No, if because he was, that player is doing his job by, by uh, being a team player, by being a guy for the team. Zach Wilson was not for the team. So that player that was being discussed, the one you're referencing, he is writing a massive wrong from Zach Wilson and actually doing the professional thing because that's showing leadership. Exactly. That's our guy. That's our guy. Yeah, Zach Wilson, enough of this nonsense. Even though deep down, Jeanette, he might be thinking, yeah, this dude's a pud, man. I can't believe he did that. He's at least trying to to right the wrong. For sure. Trying to build some form of yeah, positive something. reinforcement. Because this is still a potential playoff team. Exactly. You got to try to keep the band together some way or not. And it, this- like, think about it. A quarterback, the quarterback, the starting quarterback's done the most to torpedo this potential playoff team with not only his play, but more offensively, his words. Yeah, there's two reasons. So, one of them being when you said that if he answered this differently, he'd still be the starting quarterback of the team. Yes, we can mm-hmm. all agree on that. He'd if- be on a short leash. Of course. If he played well, put up really good numbers, right, and he wasn't the reason they right. lost and said what he said, yeah, he'd still be the starting quarterback of this team. So it's just tough because we dial in, right? We put these guys in a microscope. One guy slips up, one immature guy who can't take accountability, 
and we uh, put him on the, I don't know what the spinning rotisserie thing is, but he's cooked. He's done for. He'll never the be the spit. Jets fan. <laughs> is that what it's called? Uh, the spit. The spit. The spit. The spit. The spit. The little turning rotisserie thing. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want you to have the formal name anymore. I just throw him on the spinning rotisserie thing in public. <laughs> this guy's cooked. He'll never be the Jets starting quarterback again in his <laughs> entire career. Flavor, Took us a while to get to that. <laughs> yes, but, it did. But the, the, I like the dismount. This guy's cooked. There we go. Spinning rotisserie thing. Leave it. He's cooked. Yeah, just leave it. Fine. That's what it's called from now on. That is what it's called from now on. Zach Wilson. I not only think he would have started if he would have been a grown-up and taken responsibility after the loss to the Patriots. He'd still be starting against the Bears. But I also now think that he may never start for the Jets again at quarterback, at least willingly from Robert Sala. Maybe an injury or injuries would force him into that, but I don't know if he's ever going to get on the right side of Sala again. Would Zach Wilson be starting this weekend if he took responsibility Sunday and will Zach Wilson ever start again for the Jets? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Would Zach Wilson be starting this weekend if he took responsibility after the Patriots game? And will he ever start again for the Jets? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. I've been in, around enough of an NFL locker room experience to know that what Zach Wilson did for some guys that is unforgivable. He crossed a line. But he'll go after their moms. Or, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he maybe maybe that's his goal, his conquest in life. Forget quarterback play. Oh. Score with mom. You know he's a starting quarterback of a team, so he can pull that card. Must be nice. That's Jeanette <laughs> Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Get in on the best fantasy, my fantasy, underdog fantasy. I'm playing it nightly. Feature games, pick them, the whole thing. I don't wait. Till every weekend, like a lot of you do with your fantasy football leagues. No, I need instant gratification. I need to go nightly here with Underdog Fantasy. Making that money. Use the promo code WESTPALM when you sign up for Underdog Fantasy. And I want to stress something here. If you are not on Underdog Fantasy, if you're not playing Underdog Fantasy, Stone, I'm not wrong when I say uh, you are really late to the party, right? Very late. There's a lot of free money out like, there. Like late, late to the party. A lot of free money out there. And every day, more and more people are realizing just how awesome Underdog Fantasy is. Daily Fantasy, Underdog Fantasy, the best fantasy. That's Underdog Fantasy right now. Whole lot of soccer featured games at Underdog Fantasy. NHL, NBA combined. Pick them tonight for your boy. See how much more money I can make there with Underdog Fantasy. That's right. If you, need, if you need some lineup help, hit us up on social. We all, got you. All the Heat players out. We know the backups we, well. Exactly. Exactly. We got this. You might. Who knows? Maybe Dwayne Dedman's making you some money tonight if you're playing a little NBA Fantasy with Underdog Fantasy. Here's a tip. Don't start Dwayne Dedman tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Dwayne Dedman, by you not drafting him, <laughs> going to help you make money tonight on Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app, and use the promo code WESTPALM to double your deposit up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. Zach Wilson, will he ever start again for the Jets? Will he ever start again for the Jets? And if he would have owned up 
to just sucking on Sunday, would he have been starting this weekend? I say yes, he would have started against the Bears, even with how miserable he was. But he failed the most basic test in football, especially at that position, especially in that city. And I think especially with that coach, who I've gained a lot of respect for over the last four or five weeks, and Robert Sala, where he's asked, uh, do, do you feel responsible? No. No. I mean, what a bonehead response. I, I, I've got to think he wants a mulligan. But then his response today, according to Salah, his response today, according to Salah, is, why? I want to play. I'm sure you do, dude. But you haven't earned the right to play. You've lost the right to play after that nonsense. It, it, it's interesting you just brought up and used the phrase owned to sucking, owned up to sucking. You know, we're in the business of self-defamation. A lot of these guys are. That's what works nowadays. Deprecation. But Dep- I guess it, the, I guess defamation works. God darn it. So okay. you're on a roll. I'm sorry Ken like, is interrupting you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, because I can't be spewing the wrong word out there as far as the I mean, chicken. S- self-defamation. Yeah, the chicken skewer thing was great. Okay. <laughs> the that was good. The spinning rotisserie <laughs> thing. But Zach Wilson easily could have got up there and said, God, you know, I'm really aggravated at how I played today. There was this pass I missed, that pass I missed. Thinking about the opportunity on third down where I had a chance to hit, blah, blah, blah. What a good route by Garrett Wilson. Like, there's another option, another route you could have gone, Zach. It's a really good call. I just, it, it was the easiest test. It was the, it's like two plus two and you answer seven. For sure. So for my notes, it's uh, de- deprec- self-deprecation. All right. I, self-deprecation. I'll write but that it, down. I, when can I use defamation? Well, defamation is if you are uh, publicly. Um, it's what Amber Heard did to Johnny Depp. Allegedly. So well, I it, guess as proved in. It's more along the lines of libel. It's not allegedly. I know they went now to court. Now she has to pay him a lot of money. <laughs> you're 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 ruining someone's character and reputation with public words. That's defamation. It's like libel. Kind of, except uh, libels in uh, print. Okay, I'll stop. Defamation is spoken word, means. libels in print. There's a difference between the two. Okay, cool. Nerds. <laughs> but self. Uh, but I, I do appreciate Jeanette Stone went for it. Oh, he didn't quite know the word and he went for it. Too. Like that to me. Full confidence. I respect that. <laughs> I appreciate that. It was good. All right, uh, where are we going? We got John and Jensen Beach. John's in Jensen Beach. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Eve, Thanksgiving, friends. buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I think I think we're letting the organization off the hook here a little bit. Okay. And hear me out. Like when you spend draft capital like that on a quarterback, you need to look at the overall fit into the organization. Okay. So you bring in a defensive minded coach, you're building a defense, and then you go out and draft a kid from, you know, Provo who was in a wide open offense. Right mm-hmm. and never played any real competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there has to be there has to be some organizational responsibility taken here because I think it's it was obvious when they drafted him that he wasn't going to be a good fit for what they were trying to build in New York City. Now look at and I'm, I'm gonna, I mean maybe it's not a great example, but Josh Allen, right? Guy played Wild West out in Wyoming and he comes in and he's a perfect fit for Buffalo. Yeah, because he's a grizzly bear. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect fit. Tua, Tua was not a fit until they changed the coaching staff to right. make a better fit for Tua, right? So I think the organization has responsibility here um, for putting this kid in just a very bad place. And, and don't get me wrong, terrible, terrible response. Like, he's not ready. But he's he's not ready for New York City coming from Provo and the privilege he came from. The organization needs to know that before they spend the number two pick on it. That's a great call. That's a great call. And, and again, I don't think Zach Wilson's a bad person, okay? But that's a great point, that he was brought into a spot where 
it's not like you're going air raid five receivers like the like BYU was doing. And I just wonder now, like that coach ain't changing. Robert Sala, based off of all of this, and if they can somehow make the playoffs, that's a five-year contract extension for him. Like nothing's changing, and maybe this just isn't a great fit for Zach Wilson. Now, for somebody like me who thinks players first, John just hit the bullseye because here we are using this, using his answer in a press conference to get rid of the guy, right? He was never a fit in the first place. You talked about him one good cor- quarter. One good quarter in through his 11 full weeks, career. Through 11 oh, weeks. And last year. And last year, through 11 weeks, we're talking about one good quarter. John, that is bullseye, brother. This guy was never built for this Jets offense. Yeah. It was just a matter of time. Honestly, ask Rob Sala, or his wife knows, or somebody in his household, his best friend knows that this wasn't a good decision, and now he's able to use this for a reason to bench the kid. It's on the money. That's pretty good. Keep the wife away from him, though. I, I'm a little upset. Yeah, yeah. just watch watch your wife. Yeah. For, well, I'm saying he's his wife is the one that he spills <laughs> the real information to. Like, oh, hey, this is good. Now we don't have to play Zach anymore. We can get rid of him. I never wanted to draft him in the first place. Meanwhile, I never wanted him. Meanwhile, Zach's got the DMs open. Uh, I was yeah. say, well, oh, is that, that what you guys? That's where Jeanette was going with that. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I apologize. Um, I apologize. So, speaking of Jeanette, Jeanette has been totally keyed in on the World Cup. In fact, there is nobody I know who has watched more World Cup from second one when Qatar and Ecuador kicked off through U.S.-Wales, through the match we just watched where Spain throttled Costa Rica. Nobody has watched more World Cup than Jeanette. So I felt it was only right if we let Jeanette tell you what's happened so far in the desert. It is time now for... The personal, personal segment we have given to Jeanette as she breaks down the World Cup. With the latest from Qatar, it's Jeanette Javier's World Cup Review on Ken LaVica Live. Wait for it. Jeanette Javier's World Cup Review here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette, what's happened so far in the World Cup? What are some of your observations with the duels in the desert? So one of the biggest wins, I'd say, not shocking from the past World Cup winners, was yesterday's game, France beating Australia. 4-1. Yeah, and so Claude Giroux, what a great player he is for France, and they're really going to need to lean on him stone with uh, with Benzema, who is out due to injury, and think about it, yesterday Australia goes up 1-0 right away, but France able to battle back and, and score those four goals, and an impressive performance, a lot of fortitude from the defending champions. Are you, are you surprised though? He can go 90 minutes straight. Are you talking about Claude Giroux? Claude Giroux? Yeah. Oh, he he had two of the goals. Oh, for the France for for the French team. It was uh-huh. a, it was a, it was a big question mark with Benzema being out. Like right, who's gonna step up? Who's gonna come on hard and kind of finish the job for these France guys? And again, he went the full ninety minutes, completed his mission, and scored 
twice. He knows he knew how to handle that ball. He could score, that's for sure. What What did you see with with Olivier Giroud that that made him stand out so much? He has a very striking presence on that field. The way he looks, you are always paying attention to the way the way he moves, the way he carries the ball, the way he handles himself the way he's fluid in his motion. Oh, so so you you love the way that he maneuvers through other people and he is he's able to 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 find the goal and he's able to finish the job. He knows how to finish strong. He goes all the way hard and knows how to take care of his Teammates. Hmm. So France, the four-one win over Australia yesterday. Uh, what else? What else have you seen from the World Cup? Who else do you have an eye on here, Jeanette? So I, I, I want to go back where we are right now. The United States. I know it was a draw, but wow, Matt Turner looked fantastic. Uh, Matt Turner, I, I that save he had to keep things one-nil in the 60th minute, going up high to poke it over the crossbar. That is why Greg Berhalter wanted to start Matt Turner and kept Zach Steffen off of the roster. And tough luck for Matt Turner, Stone, because that Gareth Bale penalty, he got a hand on it, couldn't keep it out. But what a sensational performance for Matt Turner. Can I point out? Go ahead, Stone. No, he's a really cerebral guy. I'd rather hear your your opinion on how Matt Turner did out there. He was so focused (laughs) and knew where to use his hands. He watched that ball and to go left or right to protect and to finish what he was meant to do, he knew what to do with those hands. Uh, Matt Turner, as he protects the goal, as he attempts to to keep opponents off the board, uh, for you just physically, for you physically with Matt Turner, what stands out to you? He's tall. He takes up so much room. And he is, uh, when you look at him, you're like, this man is going to dominate. The what whole else did- game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, all right, Matt Turner, a, a breakdown of the United States. Uh, they, he stood out to Jeanette. He has stood out to Jeanette. Mm-hmm. What a performance he put in in the one-one draw he's with Wales. Real stiff in between those. No, uh, he's not. No, but poles. that's where those hands come from. Mm-hmm. Those hands did well. He saved that game. That's why we got the draw. Now, Jeanette, who else has caught your fancy here in Qatar? As Jeanette has her World Cup review here on Ken Levick Alive. I ain't looking to get messy, but I'm heading to Argentina. Mm. And their shocking loss, Saudi Arabia. Mm. But I want to look at Rodrigo de Paul. Ah, uh, Rodrigo de Paul, starter in the midfield, someone who plays overseas. Rodrigo de Paul, he's gonna have to play better. A lot of the attack is gonna go through him. Argentina already behind the eight ball with that two-one loss to Saudi Arabia. Gonna have to rally, and a lot of it's gonna start with Rodrigo de Paul. Yeah, but if you if you look at him, there's not much that can get through to him because he knows how to take field and control I think of just everything going on. I think he's one of the, the, the most important delegators of this Argentina team that we've seen so far in the World Cup. He's just so important. There's so much that is on his shoulders that, uh, Jeanette, uh, he's so depended upon. There's a lot of pressure on the and man. And that's where everybody's mistake is right now. Everybody's focused on Messi, 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 Messi. But I'm here to tell you, Rodrigo de Paul is the guy you need to be watching because he can move. Now, Jeanette, as far as Cristiano Ronaldo is concerned, Portugal coming up in the World Cup. What is your take on Cristiano Ronaldo? I wonder if he's going to be able to focus on the World Cup with everything that happened with Man U. 
Oh, that was an interesting, different take from from Jeanette. That is Jeanette Javier's World Cup review here on Ken Levick Alive. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up and lead you into Thanksgiving. She's Jeanette Javier, soccer aficionado. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Let's go ahead and relive Timothy, Timothy, Wea with his goal against Wales Monday. Pulisic on the run. Pulisic has Wea. Pulisic rolls it in. Tim Wea! John Strong, the call on Fox. That made it 1-0 in the United States. It would be a 1-1 draw with Wales, but I love good American soccer talent. And Tim Weah is that. That's the EDS Air Conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS Air Conditioning, their blowout sale right now. All in-stock AC units, a chance for a rebate up to $750. At EDS Air Conditioning, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Again, up to $750 rebate potentially on all in-stock AC units with the blowout sale with EDS Air Conditioning. All right. So I wanted to end. I wanted to end with this. Because Herschel Walker, the senatorial candidate in Georgia, wise words last night. Wise words last night. Do we have it, Stone? Do we have Herschel Walker and his wise words to send us into the Thanksgiving holiday? Here is Herschel Walker, everybody. Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. One more time. One more time. The election... And the what? Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. <laughs> hey, remember, the erection is about the people. Happy For Jeanette Stone, I'm Ken. Have a great Thanksgiving. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Get in on the best fantasy, my fantasy, underdog fantasy. I'm playing it nightly, featured games, pick them, the whole thing. I don't wait till every weekend like a lot of you do with your fantasy football leagues. No, I need instant gratification. I need to go nightly here with underdog fantasy, making that money. Use the promo code WESTPALM when you sign up for underdog fantasy. And I want to stress something here. If you are not on underdog fantasy, if you're not playing underdog fantasy, Stone, I'm not wrong when I say uh, you are really late to the party, right? Very late. There's a lot of free money out like, there. Like, late, late to the party. A lot of free money out there. And every day, more and more people are realizing just how awesome Underdog Fantasy is. Daily Fantasy, Underdog Fantasy, the best fantasy. That's Underdog Fantasy. Right now, a whole lot of soccer featured games at Underdog Fantasy. NHL, NBA combined. Pick them tonight for your boy. See how much more money I can make there with Underdog Fantasy. That's right. If you, if you need some lineup help, hit us up on social. We all, got you. All the Heat players out. We know the backups we, well. Exactly. Exactly. We got this. You might. Who knows? Maybe Dwayne Dedman's making you some money tonight if you're playing a little NBA Fantasy with Underdog Fantasy. Here's a tip. Don't start Dwayne Dedman tonight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dwayne Dedman, by you not drafting him. <laughs> Going to help you make money tonight on Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app, and use the promo code WESTPALM to double your deposit up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. 
Zach Wilson, will he ever start again for the Jets? Will he ever start again for the Jets? And if he would have owned up to just sucking on Sunday, would he have been starting this week? And I say yes, he would have started against the Bears, even with how miserable he was. But he failed the most basic test in football, especially at that position, especially in that city. And I think especially with that coach, who I've gained a lot of respect for over the last four or five weeks, and Robert Sala, where he's asked, uh, do, do you feel responsible? No. No. I mean, what a bonehead response. I, I, I've got to think he wants a mulligan. But then his response today, according to Sala, his response today, according to Sala, is, why? I want to play. I'm sure you do, dude. But you haven't earned the right to play. You've lost the right to play after that nonsense. It, it, it's interesting you just brought up and used the phrase owned to sucking, owned up to sucking. You know, we're in the business of self-defamation. A lot of these guys are. That's what works nowadays. Deprecation. But Dep- I guess it, the I guess defamation works. God darn it. So okay. you're on a roll. I'm sorry Ken like, is interrupting you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, no, because I can't be spewing the wrong word out there as far as the I mean, chicken. S- self-defamation. Yeah, the chicken skewer thing was great. Okay. <laughs> the that was good. The spinning rotisserie <laughs> thing. But Zach Wilson easily could have got up there and said, God, you know, I'm really aggravated at how I played today. There was this pass I missed, that pass I missed. Thinking about the opportunity on third down where I had a chance to hit, blah, blah, blah. What a good route by Garrett Wilson. Like, there's another option, another route you could have gone, Zach. It's a really good call. I just, it, it was the easiest test. It was the, it's like two plus two and you answer seven. For sure. So for my notes, it's uh, de- deprecation. Self-deprecation. All right. I'll, I, Self-deprecation. I'll write but that it, down. I, when can I use defamation? Well, defamation is if you are uh, publicly. Um, it's what Amber Heard did to Johnny Depp. Allegedly. So well, I it, guess as proved in. More along the lines of libel. It's not allegedly. I know they went now to court. Now she has to pay him a lot of money. <laughs> you're, you're, you're ruining someone's character and reputation with public words. That's defamation. It's like libel. Kind of, except uh, libels in print. Okay, I'll stop. Defamation is spoken word, means. libels in print. There's a difference between the two. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> but self, uh, but I, I do appreciate Jeanette Stone went for it. Oh, he didn't quite know the word and he went for it. Like, that to me, full confidence. I respect that. <laughs> I appreciate that. It was good. All right, uh, where are we going? We got John and Jensen Beach. John's in Jensen Beach. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Eve, Thanksgiving, friends. buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I think I think we're letting the organization off the hook here a little bit. Okay. And hear me out. Like when you spend draft capital like that on a quarterback, you need to look at the overall fit into the organization. Okay. So you bring in a defensive minded coach, you're building a defense, and then you go out and draft a kid from, you know, Provo who was in a wide open offense. Right mm-hmm. and never played any real competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there has to be there has to be some organizational responsibility taken here because I think it's it was obvious when they drafted him that he wasn't going to be a good fit for what they were trying to build in New York City. Now look at and I'm, I'm gonna, I mean maybe it's not a great example, but Josh Allen, right? Guy played Wild West out in Wyoming and he comes in and he's a perfect fit for Buffalo. Yeah, because he's a the grizzly town, bear. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's a perfect fit. Tua, Tua was not a fit until they changed the coaching staff to right. make a better fit for Tua, right? So I think the organization has responsibility here um, for putting this kid in just a very bad place. And, and don't get me wrong, terrible, terrible response. Like, he's not ready. But he's he's not ready for New York City coming from Provo and the privilege he came from. 
the organization needs to know that before they spend the number two pick on it. That's a great call. That's a great call. And and again, I don't think Zach Wilson's a bad person, okay? But that's a great point, that he was brought into a spot where it's not like you're going air raid five receivers like the like BYU was doing. And I just wonder now, like that coach ain't changing. Robert Sala, based off of all of this, and if they can somehow make the playoffs, that's a five-year contract extension for him. Like, nothing's changing, and maybe this just isn't a great fit for Zach Wilson. Now, for somebody like me who thinks players first, John just hit the bullseye because here we are using this, using his answer in a press conference to get rid of the guy, right? He was never a fit in the first place. You talked about him one good cor- quarter. One good quarter in through his 11 weeks, career. Through 11 oh, weeks. And last year. And last year, through 11 weeks, we're talking about one good quarter. John, that is bullseye, brother. This guy was never built for this Jets offense. It was just a matter of time. Honestly, ask Rob Sala, or his wife knows, or somebody in his household, his best friend knows that this wasn't a good decision, and now he's able to use this for a reason to bench the kid. It's on the money. That's pretty good. Keep the wife away from him, though. I, I'm a little upset. Yeah, yeah. just watch watch your wife. Yeah. For, well, I'm saying he's the, his wife is the one that he <laughs> spills the real information to. Like, oh, hey, this is good. Now we don't have to play Zach anymore. We can get rid of him. I never wanted to draft him in the first place. Meanwhile, I never wanted him. Meanwhile, Zach's got the DMs open. Uh, I was yeah. say, well, oh, well, is Zach, that that's, you guys? That's what I meant. Oh. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's where Jeanette was going with that. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. I yeah. apologize. Um, I apologize. So, speaking of Jeanette, Jeanette has been totally keyed in on the World Cup. In fact, there is nobody I know who has watched more World Cup from second one when Qatar and Ecuador kicked off through U.S. Wales, through the match we just watched where Spain throttled Costa Rica. Nobody has watched more World Cup than Jeanette. So I felt it was only right if we let Jeanette tell you what's happened so far in the desert. It is time now for... The personal, personal segment we have given to Jeanette as she breaks down the World Cup. With the latest from Qatar, it's Jeanette Javier's World Cup Review on Ken LaVica Live. Wait for it. Jeanette Javier's World Cup Review here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette, what's happened so far in the World Cup? What are some of your observations with the duels in the desert? So one of the biggest wins, I'd say, not shocking from the past World Cup winners, was yesterday's game, France beating Australia. 4-1. Yeah, and so Claude Giroux, what a great player he is for France, and they're really going to need to lean on him stone with uh, with Benzema, who is out due to injury, and think about it. Yesterday, Australia goes up 1-0 right away, but France able to battle back and, and score those four goals and an impressive performance. A lot of fortitude from the defending champions. Are you, are you surprised, though? He can go 90 minutes straight. Are you talking about Claude, Gir- Claude Giroux? Yeah. Oh, 
He he had two of the goals. Oh, for the France for for the French team. It was uh-huh. a, it was a, it was a big question mark with Benzema being out. Like right, who's going to step up? Who's going to come on hard and kind of finish the job for these France guys? And again, he went the full ninety minutes, completed his mission, and scored twice. He knows he knew how to handle that ball. He can score, that's for sure. What what did you see with with Olivier Giroud that that made him stand out so much? He has a very striking presence on that field. The way he looks, you are always paying attention to the way the way he moves, the way he carries the ball, the way he handles himself, the way he's fluid in his motion. Oh, so so you you love the way that he maneuvers through other people and he is he's able to 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 find the goal and he's able to finish the job. He knows how to finish strong. He goes all the way hard and knows how to take care of his Teammates. Hmm. So France, the four-one win over Australia yesterday. Uh, what else? What else have you seen from the World Cup? Who else do you have an eye on here, Jeanette? So I, I, I want to go back where we are right now. The United States. I know it was a draw, but wow, Matt Turner looked fantastic. Uh, Matt Turner, I, I that save he had to keep things one-nil in the 60th minute, going up high to poke it over the crossbar. That is why Greg Berhalter wanted to start Matt Turner and kept Zach Steffen off of the roster. And uh, tough luck for Matt Turner, Stone, because that Gareth Bale penalty, he got a hand on it, couldn't keep it out. But what a sensational performance for Matt Turner. Can I point out? Go ahead, Stone. No, he's a really cerebral guy. I'd rather hear your your opinion on how Matt Turner did out there. He was so focused (laughs) and knew where to use his hands. He watched that ball and to go left or right to protect and to finish what he was meant to do, he knew what to do with those hands. Uh, Matt Turner, as he protects the goal, as he attempts to to keep opponents off the board, uh, for you just physically, for you physically with Matt Turner, what stands out to you? He's tall. He takes up so much room. And he is, uh, when you look at him, you're like, this man is going to dominate. The what else? Did- game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, all right, Matt Turner, a, a breakdown of the United States. Uh, they, he stood out to Jeanette. He has stood out to Jeanette. Mm-hmm. What a performance he put in in the 1 1 draw mm-hmm. with Wales. Real stiff in between those. No, uh, he's not. No, but that's poles. where those hands come from. Mm-hmm. Those hands did well. He saved that game. That's why we got the draw. Now, Jeanette, who else has caught your fancy here in Qatar as Jeanette has her World Cup review here on Ken Levick Alive? I ain't looking to get messy, but I'm heading to Argentina. Mm. And their shocking loss, Saudi Arabia. Mm. But I want to look at Rodrigo de Paul. Ah, uh, Rodrigo de Paul, starter in the midfield, someone who plays overseas. Rodrigo de Paul, he's gonna have to play better. A lot of the attack is gonna go through him. Argentina already behind the eight ball with that two-one loss to Saudi Arabia. Gonna have to rally, and a lot of it's gonna start with Rodrigo de Paul. Yeah, but if you if you look at him, there's not much that can get through to him because he knows how to take field and control I think of just everything going on. I think he's one of the, the, the most important delegators of this Argentina team that we've seen so far in the World Cup. He's just so important. There's so much that is on his shoulders that, uh, Jeanette, uh, he's so depended upon. There's a lot of pressure on the and man. And that's where everybody's mistake is right now. Everybody's focused on Messi, 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 Messi. But I'm here to tell you, Rodrigo De Paul is the guy 
you need to be watching because he can move. Now, Jeanette, as far as Cristiano Ronaldo is concerned, Portugal coming up in the World Cup. What is your take on Cristiano Ronaldo? I wonder if he's going to be able to focus on the World Cup with everything that happened with Man U. Oh, that was an interesting, different take from, from Jeanette. That is Jeanette Javier's World Cup review here on Ken LeVick Alive. We'll come back and we'll wrap it up and lead you into Thanksgiving. He's Jeanette Javier, soccer aficionado. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Let's go ahead and relive Timothy Timothy Wea with his goal against Wales Monday. Polisic on the run. Polisic has Wea. Polisic rolls it in. Tim Wea! John Strong, the call on Fox. That made it 1-0 in the United States. It would be a 1-1 draw with Wales, but I love good American soccer talent. And Tim Weah is that. That's the EDS Air Conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS Air Conditioning, their blowout sale right now. All in-stock AC units, a chance for a rebate up to $750. At EDS Air Conditioning, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Again, up to $750 rebate potentially on all in-stock AC units with the blowout sale with EDS Air Conditioning. All right. So I wanted to end. I wanted to end with this. Because Herschel Walker, the senatorial candidate in Georgia, wise words last night. Wise words last night. Do we have it, Stone? Do we have Herschel Walker and his wise words to send us into the Thanksgiving holiday? Here is Herschel Walker, everybody. Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. One more time. One more time. The election... And the well, what? First of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. <laughs> hey, remember, the erection is about the people. Happy for Jeanette Stone, I'm Ken. Have a great Thanksgiving. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Let's go ahead and relive Timothy Timothy Wea with his goal against Wales Monday. Polisic on the run. Polisic has Wea. Polisic rolls it in. Tim Wea! John Strong, the call on Fox. That made it 1-0 in the United States. It would be a 1-1 draw with Wales, but I love good American soccer talent. And Tim Wea is that. That's the EDS Air Conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS Air Conditioning, their blowout sale right now. All in-stock AC units, a chance for a rebate up to $750. At EDS Air Conditioning, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Again, up to $750 rebate potentially on all in-stock AC units with the blowout sale with EDS Air Conditioning. All right. So I wanted to end. I wanted to end with this. Because Herschel Walker, the senatorial candidate in Georgia, wise words last night. Wise words last night. Do we have it, Stone? 
Do we have Herschel Walker and his wise words to send us into the Thanksgiving holiday? Here is Herschel Walker, everybody. Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. One more time. One more time. The election and the what? First of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, remember, the election is about the people. For Jeanette Stone, I'm Ken. Have a great Thanksgiving. (laughs) 